to another stream. Let's see if we're live yet. Are we there? We're live. Good. Good, good. Hello. Welcome, everybody. I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger from dansfish.com. We do this every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Just geek out about fish. We do a giveaway where you might win some fish and kind of catch you up on what's going on in my store, Dan's Fish, and my website, uh, Get Gills, that I run with my brother, Jonathan. Uh, We're doing a big expansion right now, so we'll fill you in on that. We'll talk about the fish we're giving away and how to win them. And then we'll get to your questions and comments. If uh, There's a a few things that I feel like I'm well qualified to speak on. One is shipping fish. One is building a fish room. Um, Another one is breeding fish. I've bred many, many different species, egg layers, live bears, lots of lots of them. And general fish fish husbandry, keeping, all all that stuff. But um, if you're building a fish room, that's what I'm doing right now. I'm building a big expansion. Um, So that's on my mind. (laughs) I've got a lot going on with that right now. For everyone that's reminded me to go into live chat, thank you. On my screen, it says live chat. So I'm literally reading the live chat. I know that on the screen you're seeing right now, it says top chat. I don't know why it says that for you, but I'm actually reading the live chat right now. I I promise. (laughs) And thanks for reminding me. Uh, Please never stop because uh, I forget. I really, really do. All right. Well, happy Thanksgiving to everyone in the United States or uh, does Canada celebrate Thanksgiving? Everyone that celebrates it. Welcome and uh, happy Thanksgiving for everyone else. Happy day. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's get into the update. So with the expansion project, here's where we're at. We jackhammered a big hole in the uh, floor in the cement foundation of the building. We brought in the water. We brought in the sewer and we have brought in the gas. So all those utilities are now in place. Um, They've been inspected. They've been cleared with the city and everything. So we're good to go. All the permitting is done. So that's a big. (laughs) And I, I promise, I promise I will make a video showing you all that stuff. Um, also I finished cutting out all the vertical stands for the racks. I spent a a couple days last week doing it. I finished that up super late Thursday night and my hand was like fused into a claw after being at the table saw for 14 hours that day, just, just dadoing cuts out over and over and over. Um, but we've got it done. I've put in the order to Gemco for all the supplies. So the filters, the bulkheads, all the um, airline gaskets, water gaskets. Are they called gaskets? Yeah. Barbs, I guess, that you screw into the PVC to get water and air to your tanks. All that has been ordered. Um, The HRV should be here any day. The on-demand water heater should be here any day. And... Uh, ordered a, a glass drill so I can drill all the tanks, not just the bit, but a whole setup, a specialized glass drill that suction cups onto the, your tanks uh, so you can drill them easily, kind of like a drill press that that actually you can mount onto the tank itself. Um, I rented one last time when I built this fish room and I, I loved it. So I went ahead and bought one for this expansion because I'm going to be drilling a ton of holes 
um, and want to have that handy anytime I need to need to drill. Basically, if you're going to rent the unit two to three times, you might as well buy one. So rather than rent it again and rent it again on the next expansion and anytime I need it, I just went ahead and bought it. So I'm excited about that. It's a cool piece of equipment. Um, I got the finalized pricing for the aquariums and they don't have 81 in stock right now at the wholesaler's warehouse. So I've got to wait a little bit and they should be in stock soon and I'll, I'll get them in as soon as they arrive, basically. So that's kind of what's going on there. It's super nice to walk in and have everything be kind of warm because now everything's insulated and have it be a comfortable space to work now instead of a freezing cold, uninsulated box. So I'm really excited about that. Um, one other thing I want to talk about is I, I broke down. I've never done it before, but I did decide to do like a Black Friday, Cyber Monday type sale um, kind of as an experiment. So I can see if I want to continue it in the future. Also, kind of because I looked around and like everyone else literally is doing them. And I was like, well, if everyone else has stuff on sale right now, maybe I better put some stuff on sale, too. Um, otherwise I won't get any sales whatsoever. And I kind of rely on them <laughs> to make a living. So, um, so I went ahead and put stuff on sale and it's like seriously on sale, like 50% off. So here's my store. Um, that's not my store. Here's my store, <clears throat> dance fish. If you take a look, we've got stuff like, um, Sudamugal, Ivan Safi, super rare blue eye for only $5 and 75 cents. I feel like that is an amazing price. Social Pearl Daniels, $350. Electric Blue Jack Demsies, $7.50. Epistos from $6 to $7.50. And the list goes on. Threadfin Acaras are only $9, which is really good. Um, what else here? Keyhole Cichlids, $325. Like I, I pretty much went through and put everything 50% off because. Uh, if you're going to do Black Friday and Cyber Monday, then do it right. So I, I think I did it right. So maybe. OK, wait, wait, wait. Someone's saying something looks fuzzy. Hang on. Hang on. OK, maybe turn light off on your left looks fuzzy. OK, this is my left. That light or are you talking about this right here? Hang on real quick. Like, is that, does that make it better? Let me know if that made it better or not. Rockford fish keeping already bought fish. Cool. Awesome. 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 Um, so anyway, let me know if that looks any better, but th that hot spot, um, that super bright hot spot right there isn't from the light on me. It's from the light on the tank itself. And if I, I've already turned off two of the three, if I turn off the last tank light, this tank will just go dark. So if that's what we're talking about, let me know. Fuzzy, I think it's just your beard. <laughs> yeah, it's, I went shopping this morning with my wife to get Thanksgiving supplies and she looked at me. She's like, 
man, you're an actual mountain man. People are going to think you just came in off the ranch. <laughs> yeah, busy beard has not gone away. It's uh, it's busier every day. Every night I go to bed and it's a little uncomfortable. You know, if you're a man and you've had a beard or a woman and you've had a beard, perhaps. But you know what I'm talking about. You lay down on the pillow and when your beard's not long yet, it kind of like eh, mashes in and isn't quite comfortable. So every night I go to bed, I'm like, tomorrow's the day I'm going to shave. And then every day tomorrow is just busier than the previous day. And it just doesn't happen. So, yes, this is not a fashion statement. This is not even something that's on purpose. This is just I'm super busy. So I've got a beard because I'm not taking time to shave right now. I am showering, I assure you. The basic hygiene is happening, <laughs> but the beard, no. <laughs> Ty Hunsicker, $5. Beard grow out fund. <laughs> Why, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate the super chat. Um, so anyway, huge sale at dancefish.com and uh, did the update on the facility, which I promise I will make a video of. It's just, it's just been that, it's just so busy. Um, okay. So now the giveaway. So what we're giving away today are Erythrania warneri, also called the Threadfin Rainbow or the Featherfin Rainbow sometimes. I think Threadfin is winning out. And they really are this gorgeous. They are absolutely stunning fish. If you win, I'll send you six of them for free. You don't have to pay shipping or anything. Um, by the way, I would like to thank... Um, Oh, Terry, for the picture uh, that I used in my thumbnail. Let me find, is it Terry Lessick? I think is his name. Let me find this so I can make sure to thank him right. Yeah. Yeah, Terry, thank you so much for letting us use your thumbnail. Um, that is a picture Terry took of a Threadfin rainbow that I sent him. And once it grew in, he took a picture and he sent it to me. He's like, check out your fish. They were awesome. They're gorgeous. And so he was nice enough to let me use that. That's the thumbnail on my store now and for this video. So if you would like to win six of those bad boys, here's how you do it. Type in the comments, hashtag ThreadfinThanksgiving. All one word. I don't think you have to capitalize it. I think it'll work just fine, even if you don't. So Threadfin Thanksgiving with the hashtag in front will enter you to win some Threadfin rainbows because they're absolutely amazing. A little bit about them. I've found them to be very hardy once they're established. When they first come in, they're such a thin-bodied fish that if they come in um, at all skinny and emaciated, it takes, it takes a while to fatten them back up. But when they, if they come in nice and fat, then once their first week or two is done and they've settled, they're pretty darn hardy. So even though they look delicate, they're a strong fish. They're easy to breed. If you put in a yarn mop, you will be able to get eggs if you have both sexes. Unfortunately, females are pretty darn hard to find. You can occasionally, but they're pretty hard to get. But if you find some females um, and you get you some, then you can breed them. The eggs are really small and the fry are tiny, have tiny mouths. The best way I've found to raise them is you can use green water infusoria. If you don't have access to that, you can use finely powdered food that floats on the surface. 
Um, I generally use golden pearls in the 5 to 50 micron size. You could use rapashi if you just use the powder, although rapashi get, has some larger chunks in it too. So that golden pearls is my go-to and has worked well for me on, on many, many batches. Um, if you have green water and you sprinkle some of that on top, then, then you're golden. Then they'll, they'll do really, really well. And they grow much quicker than your melanotania species. Uh, they, they aren't as slow growing as, as some of the larger rainbow fish can be, or glossolepis and some of those. So that is what you'll win if you type in hashtag Threadfin Thanksgiving. All right. So that's, uh, that's fairly brief, but that's pretty much what I have for you. Uh, oh, the, the last thing is I should mention shipping. Um, because next week shipping is going to be an absolute mess from Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Uh, packages will have bad delays. It's just going to be a big problem shipping next week. So I'm not going to ship until December 9th because I don't want to send you fish and have them delayed in the mail next week due to the massive volume um, on the carriers from Black Friday and Cyber Monday. So if you do order, just please be aware of that. There'll be a slight delay in getting them to you just for the safety of the fish. But I think that's uh, JH Aquatics. Hello, I see Dan. Good evening. Good evening. Back to you, Joseph. Um, but I think that's about it for announcements. Basically, I've been ordering stuff for the expansion. Um, I've been working on the expansion. I've been in with contractors, building stuff, um, getting everything done and building stuff myself. So that's that's just taken all of my brain power, all of my focus. Um, when I'm not doing that, I'm, you know, taking care of fish and trying to see my kids and wife on occasion <laughs> say, hi, remember me? Yes, I have a beard now. And then back to the basement or back outside to work on the expansion. So, um, oh, um, Let's see here. Oh, I did want to say is 54 Punchy. 54 Punchy, I just a couple days ago uh, got paid from YouTube. So I will be getting you your check shortly for your cut of the Super Chats from a couple weeks ago. Um, for those that don't know, 54 Punchy is uh, having some issues with her, let's call it landlord, <laughs> with her housing situation. And so a couple weeks ago, we uh, we donated half the super chats for that live stream to her. The check came in. So 54 punch, will be sending that to you shortly. And if you want to help her out, there is a GoFundMe up for her. You can check out at GoFundMe.com. All right. Well, let me get to any questions or comments you might have. Um, shipping fish, building fish rooms, keeping fish, breeding fish, um, running a fish business, uh, getgills.com, how to use the site, any of that stuff, we can get into it. So I just, okay, here's the evidence. I, I am in, oh, it doesn't show you. <laughs> what if I go like this? No. Oh, it literally, there it is. This is what I'm reading. This, this live chat thread, which is buried behind that top chat thread that you see simply because the top chat thread you see is run through OBS and there's no way I know of yet to make that say live chat. So, although I think it is, it's actually showing the same thing. No, it is slightly different. Yep. Okay. 
So here we go. Let's see what we've got. Peplin Creeks, hey, I thought you should give away a group of zebra plecos for your 100th live stream. Oh, yeah, that's next week is our 100th live stream. We are going to do something pretty fantastic. It's not zebra plecos because I simply do not have any, but uh, give away something pretty cool for the 100th live stream. But yeah, you're right. Sure. 100 zebra plecos for the 100th live stream. If anyone wants to send me those 100 zebra plecos, <laughs> I'll give them away next week. <laughs> okay. Black Hills STJ. Black Hills as in just South Dakota? Are you my neighbor? No. Hashtag breeding is pleasure. Tea tonight for shame. Or can I get one of those bad boys again? Yeah. Um, I, I don't have it on. This is just what I happen to wear all day. It's a Fantastics t-shirt. The play the Fantastics that I did a few years ago. Um, and Yes, I'm cheating on the Breeding is Pleasure t-shirt. I'm, I'm, I'm wearing this one instead. But you can get one at Teespring, and I'm sure one of the mods will link it below, but let me, let me bring it up just in case. Okay, bring up my account here, um, and I'll throw in nah, Teespring's showing me a bunch of spam. Okay, it's coming up. Here we go. Okay, here is the link for you. And thanks for asking. Did that did that post? Yes, excellent. Yep, so there's some fun ones and there's some uh, there are some pink ones if you want to bring out your feminine side. It is a holiday weekend. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Glenn Norton. Hey, Dan. Happy Thanksgiving from the Jersey Shore. Well, hello, Glenn. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And happy Thanksgiving right back at you. Rockford Fishkeeping. I bought fish a few hours ago. Cool. That's awesome. Thanks, Rockford, for buying fish again. Thanks for being such a great customer. And I'm, I'm glad to see that those chocolate garamis and things are doing great. It's always awesome to see on your YouTube channel when you do an update. And I'm like, hey, those are the fish I sent you. It just, I don't know, makes me happy. Oh, I'm sharing my screen again. Sorry. Sorry, sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm so bad at this. Small Fry Aquatics, seven months without a shave. Wow. I'm rocking the homeless look. All right. Let's get a picture of you in a Breeding is Pleasure t-shirt. Put it at the Get Gills Facebook page. We'll have a beard off. I'll do it too. I'll do it. Uh, I'll try to get a picture, a full beard picture like tonight or tomorrow in there. Let's get a beard off going. You probably won though. Seven months. That's dedication, small fry. The beard is strong in this one. <laughs> Michael Wentworth. Hey, Michael. Great to see you. Speaking of mops and eggs from Bose, collecting eggs from the Ivansoft regularly. Awesome. Awesome. I'm so glad to hear that, Michael. That's a species that I really hope we get going in the hobby more frequently. It's beautiful. It's so such a cool fish and you just can hardly ever find them. So I'm glad to hear that you're getting eggs from the Ivan Safai. Um, and I hope they hatch. Hope they do well. 
Pseudomogils do tend to be fairly easy to, to breed and raise. They, they tend to have larger eggs than the big like uh, Chilotherania or Glossolepis or um, is Glossolepis? Glossolepis. Yeah. Or uh, Melanotania, um, even though they're a smaller fish. And oftentimes, depending on the species, some can't, but oftentimes the babies can eat baby brine shrimp right after they hatch. And they usually hatch free swimming, so you don't have to wait for them to go through a wriggler stage. Uh, they're, they're great. Ugquatics. This week, I got a female, a confirmed female, scarlet baddis, and accidentally washed it down the drain trying to dump the bag into a net. It sucked. Oh, my gosh. Ugquatics. Oh, that is such a cringeworthy moment. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry for you, I'm sorry for her, and I'm sorry for your males. Oh man, I hope you can find another one. That is that is a sad, sad tale. A tale of woe. Skippers Aquariums, don't forget, if you want Dan to see your question, make sure you type at Dan's Fish before your question. Yes. Um, <clears throat> thank you, Skippers. And as always, Skippers is looking out for folks that like have trouble with that and bringing them to my attention. But yes, that's super helpful. If it highlights for me, makes things uh, a lot easier for me to find. Don Gallagher. Hello, right back at you. Hope you're doing well. Joe Coffee, I start working at USPS on December 9th. You might want to rethink your strategy. Okay. What can you, can you give me more <laughs> guide me a wise one? <laughs> oh, I see what I get it. Sorry. I'm so tired. I don't know if this happens to you, but I'm so tired that nuance is lost on me for the last couple of weeks. Just my, my brain is just in, uh, it doesn't have enough bandwidth for nuance. So humor sometimes just goes, <laughs> I get it now. Joe's going to start working. So don't send your fish. Yeah. Don't worry. It's UPS. It's UPS I'm using in the wintertime. So we'll, we'll be okay, Joe. Man, I'm so dense right now, though. Just the nuance and humor. Everything is everything just smacks literally into my brain when I'm tired for this long. Um, it, it takes me a little while to realize, oh, wait, that was a joke. <laughs> and a pretty good one. Skippers Aquariums, don't forget the rule. Prizes will only be within the continental USA and to Hawaii. Yes, provided winners in Hawaii submit all required permits and paperwork in a timely manner. That's right. So it is It is for the USA only. Um, sorry, just <laughs> going through the entire export permitting process just to send fish out of the United States for a giveaway package would be a little bit insane. Um, and uh, in Hawaii, I do need the permit, but yep. Absolutely happy to send them to you. Alaska, I'm sorry. I'm just a little too nervous this time of year to send stuff uh, to Alaska. But thank you, Skipper's Aquariums. Did I say small fry when I read that the first time? Thank you, Skipper's Aquariums. Not Candy says, thanks, Dan. You're, you're welcome, Pam. No problem. Jeremy Morell, any treatment recommendations for a late onset not genetic, swim bladder issue, oh, besides D-shell peas, I've heard of Epsom salt bass, would that help? Are there any meds available? So, Jeremy, that's one of the hardest ones. 
because there's so many things that could be causing that. Um, it honestly, without without knowing what the cause of that is, it's hard to give a recommendation. Peas and Epsom salts, I've I've heard, yes. If if there was a medicine that I was going to try, it would be canamycin. Um, just because if it is due to bacterial infection, canamycin has a good chance of getting it. And canamycin does seep into the insides of the fish more effectively than most medicines. So for internal gram-negative bacterial infections, canamycin is kind of my go-to. I like to use it with nitrofurazone in combination. But I think if I had a fish that had a swim bladder issue and I tried Epsom salt and peas and stuff um, and that wasn't working, then then I would have to think, do I just see if time cures it? Really clean water, high fiber diet, maybe maybe frozen brine shrimp or because sometimes fish can write themselves or do I go with uh, canamycin and, and medicate the fish? So that's the decision. And I think I would make that just based on how bad it was, if the fish was able to get around and eat and, and still function, or if it was so bad that they really needed like medical attention um, is how I would make that decision. And then if after a little while it didn't write itself, which it sometimes can if it's due to a blockage or something, um, sometimes they can, you know, if their intestines blocked or their digestive tracts blocked and they finally get that uh, voided, then sometimes it can write itself. But any other cause uh, is going to be tricky and canamycin would be my go-to. And I'm sorry you're experiencing that. That is one of the most difficult ones to know what's going on and to treat. Of course, if you happen to be lucky enough that there's an aquatic vet in your area and that fish means a lot to you, then it might be worth uh, seeing if they can give you, you know, find out the actual diagnosis and an actual treatment for it. Um, But in the hobby, we're just stuck with kind of shotgun methods because we don't have access to vets usually. But I, I hope it goes well for you. I feel for you. That's a tough situation to be in. Leon Drolette. At Dan's Fish, what's the best fe- your best-selling fish species? For me, it's Limia nigrofasciata. In fact, it's so such a hot seller that I've been out for a little while while my colony rebuilds. <laughs> it's a very productive colony, but I've I've been out for a little while. I've got a whole bunch growing out. They're just small still, and a whole bunch of females that are gravid. So that colony will be going uh, in a few more weeks. I should have some more for sale. But if I look at long term, it, that's the fish, Limia nigrofasciata, the hump-backed Limia that is the best seller for me long term. I really like that fish. It's hardy. It's, um, I, I wouldn't say it's super colorful. For those that don't know what we're talking about, um, let me just show you here. It's this fish. So it's not like a high color fish, like bright red or anything, but the pattern and all the iridescence on it and the, the neat hump they get. And by the way, the iridescence never shows well in uh on camera and video they are really handsome fish really 
pleasing to the eye. They're hardy. They're not very common and there's high demand. So I sell them as quick as I can make them. So that would be my answer for that. Now, if I could breed a healthy um, red-eyed red hyphen cauliflower swordtail, I think that would be a top seller. Everyone wants that fish. I have a waiting list, a page long for that fish. Unfortunately, I, I am raising a batch, but the, the ones with short fins are doing pretty well. The ones with high fins are just so much less hardy. So I don't know. They're, they've proven to be pretty difficult, but everyone wants them. So I think that could be a high seller too. L flower one space stars at dance fish. What's happening to YouTube rules? Well, YouTube has a lot of rules. Um, I'm not sure exactly which one you're talking about, but I would imagine that you're talking about, um, the, what is it? Copa, the advertising to kids rules and all that. I don't know. I've watched, uh, I watched some videos on it and, my videos are not made for children. I want them to be family friendly. I want kids that are interested in fish to be able to watch them and not, you know, have their parents have to worry about it or whatever, but they're not specifically targeted at kids or made for kids. So I'm not, I don't know what's going to happen, but since I'm not a kid channel, I haven't dug in super deep. I watched the video that Daryl Eves did with his lawyer that kind of got into the legality of it and things. I've watched it. I've got a kind of enough to feel it out. And A, I, I don't think it's going to affect me. And B, if it does, there's I don't think anything I can do about it because I'm already not targeting kids. So, yeah. But if that's what you're talking about, um, that's kind of my quick reaction to that topic. Just if I was a kid-friendly channel, I think, or I am a kid-friendly channel, I hope, family-friendly channel, but if I was a channel focused on kids and made videos for kids, and that was my target audience, then I'd be a lot more worried. That being said, YouTube does bring in some funds and it's super helpful. It's a nice bonus, but the majority of uh, what I do for to make a living is is fish sales so even if youtube didn't pay me anything um i i think i would i think i'd come out okay i don't want that to happen i really do enjoy being on youtube and i really do love the fact that i can get content out and get paid for it it's it's just a win-win all around so i hope that doesn't change Killers Aquatics listing the link to uh, if you would like to invest in Dan's Fish. We are doing a large expansion. We're doing a mini expansion right now of 81 tanks. And then in about a year, we will do, we plan to do a much larger expansion to 350 aquariums. So if you're interested in learning more about that, let us know. Oh, Jeremy, I see your question. Um, Jeremy Morell, I didn't highlight, but I see it. Dance Fish, the lovely Amber of Big City Bettas. Yes, I'm a fan. I love Amber. Has a breeding group of Scarlet Bettas that are producing tons of fry in a good female-male ratio. She's so lucky. I believe she has enough that she's selling off pairs now. Awesome. That's so great. So, Aquatics, if you're needing to find another female, maybe reach out to Big City Bettas. 
Bentley Angel DeCow. Angel DeCow. That's what I'm going with. Angel DeCow, do you know anything about African hinge mouths? Nope. I got one like a month ago. It's eating fine and everything, but it's never too, never bad to learn more. I don't. Um, I don't know what that is. Let me see. African hinge. How did you? Mouth. Fish. All right. What's an African hinge mouth? I see like this crazy saltwater deep sea eel. Can you uh, link the scientific name for me or put in the chat what the scientific name is? Because I don't know a fish by the name of African hinge mouth, but I might I might know it just by another name. And if I do, Bentley, I'd be happy to tell you what I know. I mean, that's that's a constant, uh, constant struggle in this <laughs> in this industry, because there's so many like one fish can have five, six different common names. So maybe what you call an African hinge mouth, I call like, a, 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 I don't know, a half beak or something like that. Joe Coffee, USPS just preemptively fired me for my last attempt at humor, but I hear that UPS is hiring. <laughs> Joe, I'm so glad you're here. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> if that fails, you can always do FedEx. And if you get real desperate, DHL. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's just uh, when I when I'm tired for like days and days on end, just my brain stops processing things as anything but literal. So that's where I'm at. Terry's Tropical Tanks. Hey, Terry's Tropical Tanks. Thanks again for the picture of the Threadfin Rainbows. Um, I use it on the thumbnail here, and I really appreciate you letting me use them. How was the Gemco experience over the phone ordering that much? And what did you go with for air in the new place, linear piston or blower? So, I mean, Susan and John and I, um, I've been ordering from Gemco for literally decades. So, I wish that they would modernize their website and uh, make it so you could have a checkout experience and just put what you want in a cart and buy it and be done. But I don't think they're interested in doing that. I, I feel like probably the most, the majority of their business is probably wholesale to, to people that are building fish stores and retail locations and fish farms and things like that. Um, so I think, I think as hobbyists or an important part of their business, but probably not the main business. I'm just guessing. I, I haven't seen their numbers or asked or anything, but so that's probably part of why they don't do that. But the other thing is, I think John really likes to make sure that people are getting the right thing. And so I think he wants people to call and be like, Hey, this is the number of tanks I'm thinking of running. This is the filter system I'm looking at, or this is the pump I'm looking at or whatever. Um, Cause he knows all the stats. Like he knows what pump can power, how many airline drops into how many tanks at what depth and how many liters per minute that's going to do and low flow, high flow and the capacities for everything. He knows how much it costs to run each piece of equipment. Um, 
not like he's going to say this one's five and this one's 10, but he can say this one takes less power for more air in your situation or, oh, you're going to do 10 more tanks. Then we can't do that when we have to do this one. So um, I wish that the website, I could just buy what I need and click through, but um, I do appreciate his guidance. So I went with the LPH 200, the biggest linear piston pump they have. We talked, we went back and forth. We did talk about uh, a blower, regenerative air blower. And that's what he recommended as far as being the most efficient with electricity at that volume. It's a little more efficient. And also um, you can you can dial it down to half its capacity. So you can get a big blower, run it at half capacity. And then when you get more tanks or move to a larger facility, it, you can change the phase and run it at a higher speed, get more volume. But for me, it's about noise. If I'm going to be in there filming I don't want to have that high-pitched whine that a regenerative air blower makes. And the decibels between the two are very similar. In fact, I think they're the same decibels. So I think that the actual amount of sound leaving the linear piston pump, the, the big linear piston pump versus that air blower is about the same. However, the quality of the sound I think would be much different. And that high-pitched whine that those pumps make, it just, to me, it's like nails on a chalkboard. I just didn't want that. So I went with the linear piston. It's an LPH 200. It's a big, expensive pump, but it'll, it'll do what we need to get done. And they're reliable. They're quiet. They don't take a lot of maintenance. So that's what I went with. Um, I know I like linear piston pumps. I, I could kick myself though. Maybe one day I'll walk into a fish room that's using that blower he recommended and I'll walk by and be like, oh, that isn't that loud high-pitched whine or that, that isn't bad. Maybe I should have gone with that, but I'm going with what I know I'll like basically. I do have two regenerative air blowers right now. I'm not using them. They're my backups in case the linear piston pumps go out. And I've had them forever. Um, one came from a pet store that went out of business when I was a teenager, and the other one was given to me by a guy that uh, got rid of his fish room or downsized his fish room when I was a teenager, and I just held on to them. Um, they work great, so if if the LPA if the uh, linear pistons ever go down, I have backups until I can get a new linear piston pump. Rockford Fishkeeping Clown Killies ordered to go with the chocolates. Awesome. I'm glad you found some. Um, I imagine you probably got them from Steam Fought Aquatics. In from everything I've heard, his rocket killies or clown killies, sorry, are uh, fantastic. So hope they do well for you. Fish Tank Barn, $5 super chat. Mike, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Um, happy Thanksgiving, Dan. Right back at you. Hope you and your family have a good one. I hope you eat a ton but not so much that you can't sleep at night. That's my gauge. Like I'm like, it's Thanksgiving. I'm going to eat a lot, but I don't want to eat so much that when I go to go to sleep, I like have a troubled sleep, right? <laughs> like Scrooge says, you could be an undigested bit of beef. You know, I don't want that. Um, <clears throat> Jeremy Morell, the fish with the swim bladder issue is my last adult female of the platinum Japanese rice fish in my pick from an import. Oh, right. 
I had a ton of fry outdoors last summer, but the tub sprung a leak. Oh man, that is, I'm so sorry to hear that. And I, I hope something works. I wish I could help you more. That's just, that's a hard one to diagnose just by saying, oh, swim bladder issue. It's this. Um, there's so many things that could cause that. Rockford fish keeping. The limias are great fish and they look sweet in person. Yeah, they're, I, I agree. I like them a lot. I just don't want to say, I don't know, when, when you describe a fish as super colorful, people are thinking, you know, bright red and, you know, all that. And so to me, I think they're handsome, but I would rather have them than a lot of colorful fish for sure. Okay. Ugg Aquatics, five bucks. Happy free super chats. Thanks, Ugg Aquatics. <laughs> Thanks for shilling the super chats for me. I appreciate it very much. Always appreciated. Never required, but the super chats do make my wife super happy. Excuse me. Veranda Guy, is biofilm necessary to keep Pandagars healthy? Great question. If so, do you think weekly supplementation of Bacter E would be a good idea? Okay. So conventional wisdom is that um, is that you don't want to put Pandagara in anything less than a, a fully mature tank that has, you know, some algae growing in biofilm and all that because they do graze on biofilm. That is what they do. They graze on biofilm and algae and other stuff that's growing on surfaces. However, that being said, they eat everything. They eat flakes, they eat pellets, they eat rapashi. I don't think they're a problem to feed at all. I don't think you have to put them in a mature tank with biofilm for them to be well-fed and happy. When I put food in there, they go right at it and they eat like pigs and they get fat bellies and they're fine. They can put away a lot of food at one time. Now, it's probably if you're... It, for an inexperienced fish keeper, then it's probably, it's always safer to put fish in well seasoned, fully matured tanks, especially fish that graze. Because if you're new, you don't know quite how to transition fish to prepare foods or how much to feed and all that. So while you're learning, then that's a nice buffer for the, uh, for the fish. But if you know how to keep fish, and you have a tank that's cycled enough that it's not going to experience an ammonia spike or nitrite spike, then I would personally, I would put Pandagara in it and I mean, drop Rapashi in a few times a day and they're going to be fat and happy. So there are some, they're not like an auto sinkless, I guess, that can be really difficult to get to transition to other foods or some of the other fish that are like that, some of the hill stream loaches are really hard to get enough food in them if they don't have biofilm rich surfaces to graze off. Um, the Pandagara can eat whatever you give them and they'll eat a lot in one sitting. And I haven't had any problems with them. As far as Bacter E, I've never used Bacter E, so I don't know. But my feeling is that if it's the fine powder I'm thinking of, my feeling is depending on how the tank is set up, a lot of that could fall down in the gravel where they're really not going to get to it. 
or get sucked up in the filters quickly and stuff. So I don't know if Bacter E would be my go-to. Um, but again, I've never used it. I'm not, I, I know that people use it for fish food. I'm sorry, for shrimp food, but I've, I, I've never played with it. So I'm not quite sure about that. All righty. Adam Fiegel. I just had to shave off a 13 month beard for work. Oh, you work for a despot. <laughs> Turns out I remember why I grew in the first place. I hate my face. <laughs> yes, beards do improve faces like mine quite a bit, I think. Yes, I, I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> the other thing is when I shave it, my face is going to get cold. It's going to take a while for me to be like, oh, man, why is my face so cold? Oh, yeah, I shaved my beard. <laughs> Skippers Aquariums, rig the giveaway for me to win the giveaway. Aw. Aw, Skipper wants some Threadfin Rainbows. 54 Punchy, by the way, is streaming after me. She'll probably go at about 9 o'clock. Is that right, 54 Punchy? Um, so if you want to keep the party going, when we're done here, Pam's gotcha. Maria Z. Hey, Maria. Good to see you. Hi, everyone. Sorry I'm late. Happy Thanksgiving. Hey, Welcome. Welcome. Glad you're here. Happy Thanksgiving right back. Okay. The scientific name of the fish that Bentley was asking about. I and Sorgii Fractolamus. Lamus. Okay, let's see if I can find this. Because this is not a fish I'm familiar with. Okay, the search is on. Oh, wow. Check this out. So, the hinge mouth. Oh, okay. I've never kept this fish, but I, I do think I know what this is. Uh, I think it's also called a bloodfish. Is that right? Uh, let's see here. Bloodfish. Is that what it was? No, it wasn't bloodfish. There is, there is a species in Africa that I think, I think is this one. I've never kept it though. So I'm sorry. I don't know anything about it. I've just seen it on the lists occasionally and I've, I've never pulled the trigger on it because I just didn't know enough to feel comfortable with it. But Bentley, um, if you would make a video on those guys and how to keep them and your experience with them and things, I'd be very interested to watch that. In fact, if you do make a video of it, would you let me know? Uh, send me a, a link at dan at dansfish.com or somehow reach out to me on social media because I would love to learn about that fish. I, but no, I, I don't know anything about it. Jeremy Morell, I probably lost 100 rice fish fry from that tub. I'm so sorry. Oh, that's... Not a good day. They were all growing amazingly. I still have a handful of fry, but they seem stunted and runty. Oh, uh, well, I, my batch of platinum rice fish did not do well. I feel your pain. It wasn't from a hardware malfunction. Uh, that's horrible, but I've had trouble getting them going as well. I hope you do, though. I hope you find a way to get them up and going and bred and grown out because I would love to get that fish established better in the United States. Yeah, 
that's just, I don't know what else to say. That is not a good time. 44 Mad Guy Fish and more. Hey, Dan, hope you're doing good, doing great. Did you ever think that you would take your business this far? Or was this just going to be a side business at the beginning? Happy Thanksgiving. So at the beginning, it was just a hobby. Really, even, even when I started kind of selling on the side, it was a side business. I had a business license and all that stuff, but it was still a hobby to me. I really just had the business license and things going so that I could buy things in bulk and get things I, I wanted that I couldn't find so I could import directly or buy from a wholesaler directly, things like that. Um, so to me, it was always a hobby until, and, and I had a job I loved. I mean, it took me, you know, 10 plus long years of, of college education to get qualified to be a professor. And then you do a lot of really bad paid gigs. It's called adjunct work where you're part-time and you hop from school to school, getting experience and building your resume while you're doing other things in your field to get your resume built and, and just learn and stuff. So you're like 13 years in, if you want to become a professor, it takes a lot of years of work to get there. So I, I did that. I got the job and I thought that I would just do that till I died, really, because I, I like theater and stuff. Uh, that's what my degree's in. I, I, a theater professor. But it turned out not to be the case. Life's funny like that. Actually, it wasn't funny. It was like, man, if I could go back and change it. So, nope, never planned on it being a business until it got to the point where I was like, you know what? I really like this. I like this more than the other thing. Now it's going to be a business. So it's kind of an evolution, I guess. And I really like how um, Rachel O'Leary describes herself. She describes herself as a professional hobbyist. And that's how I think of myself as well. And I just I feel like that, that, that connection to the hobby and being a hobbyist yourself changes the way you do business. It, it, there's a, it keeps, okay, basically it keeps fish from being a, just a commodity or just a product. The day that you are in the fish business and all fish are to you is a product or a dollar sign or a way to get to money, that's the day you should quit. You should no longer be in the business because there's a responsibility to the animal that uh, is, is lost once you conduct business just with your fish being products. And I think that's a big problem in the industry. I, yeah, there's, I think, uh, I think there's not all folks by any means, there's some great folks out there, but often I'll be dealing with uh, folks in the industry, whatever level of the supply chain they're in. And it's clear from how they're running their business or how the interaction with me is going um, or how the fish are packed or all uh, clear from many, many factors that they're seeing the fish as a product instead of as, uh, as a hobbyist would see them, which is a living creature that deserves respect and care. Um, so yeah, I hope I never lose that 
And the day I do is the day when I really evaluate, okay, how do I get that back? Or if I can't figure that out, then it's time to get out because that's not fair to the fish. So yeah, that's a more of an answer than you wanted probably, but there you have it. Bika 63, when it says I must be present in the live stream to win, does that mean the whole live stream? What if I leave after 45 minutes? So you have to be present at the time of the drawing. So the time the drawing takes place, you have to be present to say, yes, that's me. I'm here. I want them. Small Fry Aquatics, okay, beard off challenge accepted. Post it on Facebook, get gills. Cool, I can't wait to see. Well, let's see if we can take a look. <laughs> Hang on. This, this might be, this might be, here it is. <laughs> Hang on, let me share this with everyone. Wow, wow. Craig, you weren't kidding. That is some, that is some good beardage right there. Oh, Paul Pierre, I don't know. I think Paul's got us all beat. <laughs> That's fantastic. Look at that. Paul. Boom. We'll get mine up there soon. Um, <laughs> I love it. What a great shot. Okay. Everyone that's got a beard, throw it up. Challenge on. Stephanie Berry, I teach technical theater, small world. All right. Yes. Love techies. Thank you for all you do. I know the hours you put in and I know how thankless it can be sometimes. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. From all the directors and actors and everyone who forgot to say thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Good for you though. Technical theater, that's, that's a space that, you know, we, you can, if you're in theater and you like technology, technical theater is great. There's jobs available. There's always need for those skills in the theater world. Bob Kaler's stuck on mobile. Oh no. Oh no. Or he's responding to someone that is probably. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, chat just jumped on me. First time though. That's not bad. It's been almost an hour. That's the first jump. Kayla's Aquatics, $50. Thank you, Bob, so much. Always appreciated. Never required. But it makes Brenda super happy. <laughs> and that sticker is cracking me up. <laughs> Bob, were you in Glee Club? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Now, how do I get out of it? There we go. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate it so much. Um... Okay, here we go. 44 Mag Guy, Fish and More, cool. Well, groovy, right back at you. Beast Heart, it's almost like Beef Heart, but different. Corey said that rice fish are very hardy, but it seems a lot of people are having problems. It was a fish I was considering having outside year round, good idea or bad one. No, they, they are very hardy. Um, the, yeah, I think I can recommend them. The batch I got in did not go well, but there's a story with the batch I got in. So the batch I got in, I brought in through a wholesaler, um, actually through a transshipper. So I brought them in through a transshipper. They forgot to send them to me. 
so they didn't arrive <laughs> with everything else. So then they went to a wholesaler and got put in the wholesaler's tanks for a couple weeks. And I think it was two weeks before I was ready to put in another order with that specific company. So it was probably three weeks before the fish arrived in the United States and got to me. And somewhere in that three weeks time, they're sitting at the wholesaler. They're not getting the best care. They're getting exposed to all the stuff that's in wholesalers tanks. And so when they got to me, they were in pretty rough shape. So despite everything I did, I just could not, uh, get rid of whatever they had caught and undergone, I'm sorry, whatever they caught and whatever issue they had developed from being stressed out that long. So for me, it was a, a special, perfect storm of problems that made it so that they, by the time I got them, they just were not in good shape. And I was never able to get them to recover fully despite uh, everything I tried. So that's not usually the case though. Usually rice fish are very hardy, like super hardy, one of the hardiest. That being said, they don't like really high temperatures. Not the Japanese rice fish anyway. Rice fish is a big group of fish. There's all kinds of variety. Um, it would be a mistake to say, to talk generally about rice fish because there's lots of different kinds of them from, from many different countries throughout Asia and Southeast Asia and, and India and stuff. Um, but generally they're very hardy. And the Japanese rice fish, the madaka, the one we're talking about, usually really good. Um, the gentleman that is having the problem with the swim bladder right now, it sounds like had them going strong and just had a hardware issue where the tub they were in, you know, split and so lost a bunch that way. But as far as rice fish not doing well from disease, I don't feel like that's normal, especially if you get ones that have been well established. Um, fresh imports of any fish can be delicate, even the hardiest fish. Even Pick your hardy fish. I don't know, is it a swordtail or a guppy or um, a Buenos Aires tetra? You know, so, some fish that you think of as rock solid. Fresh imports of any fish are not rock solid. There's always a chance that there'll be something going on that needs treatment in a very small chance that there's something going on that you just can't figure out. So, but once they're established and, or, or they've been captive bred in the United States or something like that, they're a very hardy fish barring the stress of recent import. That's been my experience anyway. That's, that's my two cents. So I would say go for it. I, I agree with Corey. They are hardy generally. Pika 63, thank you for answering. Hey, you're welcome. Thanks for asking. That's what keeps the stream lively is like, it would be very boring if I was just trying to fill a stream's time by myself. I have done it. My, if you look back in the time machine, my very first live stream, sorry, my lips get really dry down here. There's a furnace right over there and uh, yeah, dries me out. But if you look back in the very first live stream I ever did, I, I didn't know how to work the technology, so I did stream it, but I didn't do it 
in such a way that anyone else saw it. So there was no one participating in chat or anything. So my first live stream is just me talking to the camera for an hour, an hour and a half. So I have done it. I can do it, but, uh, but I don't like to. I'd much rather have a conversation. So thanks for asking your questions. I'm always happy to answer. If I ever don't, it's because A, we ran out of time and we just couldn't get to it. Or B, something skipped on me and I didn't see it. It didn't highlight for me, something like that. Chevy Fish, is there free shipping if you order $100 on your site? Not during the winter. That's a summertime thing. During the winter, I have to ship uh, much more expensive ways. And so I can't do the free shipping. It would be more like free shipping after two or $250 or something like that. So nope, no free shipping during the winter just because uh, it's, it's expensive. <laughs> Can't afford it. Wish I could. Another the Z, I hate shaving beards for the win. Lol. Well, thank you. <laughs> Jeremy Morell at Beast Heart. Japanese rice fish are very hardy once established. Okay. I've imported them a few times and they look good at first, but do poorly for a while if you don't treat them. I think it's inbreeding. Okay. Okay. So we should, I guess we could talk about that. There are strains of rice fish that just like guppies are uh, very specific lines. They have balloon rice fish. They have all kinds of different body shapes and colors that they bred onto the wild Madaka form. And yes, some of those strains can be inbred just like your fancy guppies and things like that. So that is something to keep in mind for sure. Edgar Steffenfinger. Hey, Edgar, great to hear from you. I hope the fish are doing well. Last free super chat goes to you. Keep it up, Dan. Hey, thank you so much, Ed. I appreciate the $2 and um, thank you. Is free super chats actually a thing? <laughs> I can't tell if that's a joke or if like YouTube actually did some kind of promo thing. Adam Fiegel, I work on jet fighters, so I do work for a despot kind of low. Yep. <laughs> well, I guess is it you can't have a beard because it could get sucked into the engine and then, you know, there you go. <laughs> that's a problem. Wait, I did that the wrong way. That would be, oh, it's backwards in the camera. It throws me off. Yeah, it's like capes with, uh, with the Incredibles. No capes, no beards. Cat and fish. My blue kochu fish are growing like wildfire. Great. Do you have any cod? <laughs> and what fish would go with, or can I use the kochu with you? Okay, hang on. I got to unpack that one. Cat and fish. My blue kochu fish are growing like wildfire. Okay, I understood that. Check. Do you have any cod, C-O-D? I'm not, Cat and Fish, I don't know what the question is. I'm sorry. Uh, could, if you ask again to clarify, I think there was some autocorrect there. Or my brain just can't, can't read English right now. I don't know. I think you're asking about a specific fish, if it can go with the kochus, but I think it auto-corrected on you because I, I can't figure out what kind of fish you're asking about. I doubt it's cod. Jeremy Morell, when I was breeding my Madaka, it seemed like the rate of deformed fry was high. I think many issues come from inbreeding and lack of culling. I hear, I've heard fertility in some strains is poor too. Yeah, it's the same, same thing as like 
the guppies and every other fish we get our hands on in line breed. Yep. All right. Well, um, I think constitutionally though, like health wise, rice fishery in general are, are pretty hardy. Yes. Adam Fiegel, trust me, I did my time. I prefer it this way for sure. <laughs> Queen shaven. Yeah, I hear you. Michael Sackett at Dance Fish. I jumped on the bandwagon and put my bearded face on get gills. All right. All right. <laughs> I love it. This is going to be fun. <laughs> Wait, I don't see you. Hang on. Hang on. Mike Sackett. Oh, there you are. Hey, yeah. Got it. It's just in a different post. It's not in the same thread. Now that, that is a respectable beard there. That ain't bad. Check it out. Now, suddenly my beard feels uh, very inadequate, <laughs> but I'll post it. Fair is fair. Michael Wentworth, CPDs maybe? Closest I can think of. Yeah, to to the cod. Yeah, CPDs and coaches would do just fine together. Um, I would not do little baby teeny tiny slivers of CPDs. I would make sure they were fairly well grown, but I think they would get along just fine. Skippers Aquariums, late night cat draws. Make sure you type <laughs> at Dance Fish. Andy Gironi, hey, $2. Thank you, Andy. Appreciate it so much. Thanks for the super chat. Fish Room Fever, another two bucks. How many lines are you going to run off the 200 model? I'm going to run, what is it, 262? Um, let me do a quick thing here. I'm sorry, 162 lines, airlines, off the uh, 200 model for the Gemco Linear Piston Pump, LPH 200. And they're 40-gallon breeders, so they're 16 inches deep. It'll have a sponge filter and a box filter in each one. And the sponge filters, the line, the air doesn't push all the way to the bottom. It just, what would that be? Is about four or five inches off the bottom where the air plugs into the top of the sponge filter. So that's what the setup will be. And right now I have the, a size down from that. I think it's the LPH 120. That's driving this entire fish room and it's doing fine. But I, I want to go with a little bigger because that LPH 120, if I don't have things perfectly balanced, then I might notice that a box filter in a tank isn't pumping enough air and things like that. So I wanted to go a little bigger and it's significantly more drops than I have down here. Down here, I probably have maybe a hundred, but probably less than a hundred air drops in this fish room. And that's kind of at the limit of that LPH 120. So the 200 was the next step up. Killers Aquatics at Dance Fish, Jeremy Morell. Do you consider the co-op med trio to be strong enough for imports or do you prefer other meds? So, um, okay. Depends on the situation. I, I use other meds. But let me talk about the reason um, the aquarium co-op trio is useful for most people before I talk about why I do what I do. 
I think in an established tank, a bioactive tank with biofiltration, sponge filters or canister filters or whatever you're using to convert your ammonia, um, I think in the, if you're treating in tanks like that, then the aquarium co-op trio is a much better way to go. The medicines I use will kill nitrifying bacteria and totally wipe out your cycle. So the only time to use the medicines I use upon fresh import is if you have a hospital tank or, or a quarantine section that does not rely on biological filtration. If you rely on biofilters, don't use nitrofurazone and canamycin, which is my go-to. It'll kill that. Erythromycin kills gram-positive bacteria, so it's much less likely. There's still a chance, but it's much, it is much less likely to harm your biological filter. Now, as far as general cure goes, yeah, in ICX or Mardell Quick Cure, whatever, yeah, those, those are fine. Like the internal and external parasite medicines, I use the same ones. I don't use them... Um, with antibiotics because I use different antibiotics and I don't want there to be a complication. So I don't use erythromycin. What I use is nitrofurazone and canamycin together. And I do that because the most common diseases I see coming in, at least bacterial diseases coming in, are caused by Aeromonas and columnaris, which are gram-negative bacteria and are not going to be treated with erythromycin. So erythromycin treats Streptococcus pretty well, which is a gram-positive bacteria, but I find I have less issue with that than with Aeromonas and columnaris. So when fish come in, I treat them with nitrofurazone and canamycin. And they're in hospital tanks, so there's no bioactive filter in there to kill. <laughs> and they get heavy water changes, and I don't feed, so there's no waste in there creating ammonia. So that's how I do it, just because Aeromonas and columnaris are much more of an issue for me than Streptococcus or other gram-positive bacteria. So yeah, as, an, as an importer, I find those to be much more effective. However, most people are not importers. Most people have a community tank in their living room. And in that case, the med trio from Aquarium Co-op is much less dangerous for that system than what I use. All right, so Adam Fiegel, but Jeremy Morell, I would love to hear what you use, what you've had, had luck with. Adam, would I be able to house Ivan's... I always want to put the T before the S in Ivan Stafai. I always want to say Ivan or I'm sorry, it is the TS. It's Ivan Safai, and I always want to say Ivan Stafai. <laughs> would I be able to house Ivan Safai guys with my M. Gertrude, or would I have to worry about interbreeding? I'm not sure about that. Um, that's a good question. I think they might interbreed. The Ivan Stafai are much larger, but you, st I mean, it could happen. They're the same genus. They're fairly similar. So if, if breeding was my goal, I would not house them together. If a pretty tank was my goal and I wasn't planning on raising any babies, if they bred, then, then I would put them together. As long as the Gertrude were fairly large, I wouldn't put young Gertrude in because um, Gertrude are quite a bit smaller than Ivan Stafai.
But yeah, they might interbreed. I really don't know. Kayla's Aquatics, I lost fish with a head lesion using the trio. It was eating and otherwise healthy. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Bob. Yeah, it's fish med. Okay, so in our industry or our hobby, fish medicine is such a guessing game. It's just if something's wrong with your fish, it's your best guess. That's almost always all we can do. Unless we're lucky enough that there's a, an aquatic vet in our area, um, in which case there is the option, I suppose, of, of getting their expertise and getting an actual diagnosis. But usually what we're looking at is something's wrong with the fish and the thing we're seeing could be caused by many, many different things. And without having a veterinarian to truly diagnose it, we're just doing our best guess. So sometimes we choose the wrong medicine. Um, generally what happens is we try something. If there's improvement, great. We just stay with that. But often there is an improvement. So that's then okay, we'll try something else. Is there improvement? No. Okay, time to try something else and just do our best. But I feel for you, Bob. It's uh, it's one of my big frustrations too. I, I so wish that there was an aquatic veterinarian in my area that I could get actual diagnoses and, and, and then be like, oh, it's this specific organism that's causing this disease. This is the thing that kills that organism, you know, just like we would if, if you or I went to the hospital or fire. Small Fry Aquatics, hashtag beard challenge, Humboldt. Yep, <laughs> beard challenge emasculated. <laughs> Fish room fever, thank you. Hey, you're welcome. Michael Wentworth. What do you use for suppressor relief, if anything, on your air loop? So it's just a loop, and on one side, there's a valve, and it has a, uh, oh, what's the name of it? It looks like a giant air stone. It's a diffuser. It has a diffuser screwed into that release valve. So basically, if I need to let air out of the system, I just open the valve more, and more air gets out. And the nice thing about that diffuser in there is it makes it quiet. So if you don't have a diffuser in your bleed valve, then there's this high-pitched whine, just this as the air rushes out. So get yourself a diffuser from Gemco, screw it in, and you can bleed the excess air that way. So it's just a ball valve that I turn in the system to release air or, um, or contain more air. But yeah, works really well. It's just like a T with a threaded end that I can put the uh, valve in. I hope that made sense. <laughs> Chattanooga Ed throwing five bucks down. Thank you, Ed. Appreciate it. Okay, my beard is up. All right. All right. Well, let's see. <laughs> nice. Here's a few good ones. It may not be the biggest beard, but it's the brightest. Yes, it is. Look at that. Impressive, Ed. Impressive. What do you got here? Don Gallagher, not to be denied. <laughs> well, this is at the fair, huh, Don? I think I recognize that rag. Oh, man, this is fun. I'm liking this. Anyone else? Let's see. Nope. Okay, cool. <laughs> I love it. Thanks for participating, guys. That always makes it, that always makes it uh, much more fun. By the way, we are not sexist. If any ladies want to join, you're more than welcome. <laughs> um, 
BDK1320. At Kayla's Aquatics, is there a video on the Dance Fish expansion that have, haven't been following since last winter? So I haven't made a video yet. Um, I need to. It, there's not a lot of fish specific stuff to show. It's basically been utilities getting gas and water and sewer and electrical in, getting insulation in and stuff. That's all in, but that's all going to take one video. Um, every day I mean to make that video. I think uh, I hate promising things that I think I can promise to have it done before the next live stream. My, my goal is to have it done in the next couple days before other projects happen and then it's hard to see those sections anymore so yep but i am behind on that for sure medina aquatics my trio of Episto mcmaster are doing good so thanks hey i'm so glad can you sex me a pair of panduro epistogramma yet um i'm gonna put that at 75 percent let's medina let's put that at 75 percent success there's a few in there that I'm pretty sure are males, and there's a few that I'm pretty sure are females. But if I'm wrong, I just don't want you to be disappointed. So there's a there's a risk. There's a risk, but the odds are in your favor, I would say. Not like completely in your favor, but in your favor. Pika 63, if you quarantine and medicate your fish, if I buy fish from you, do I need to then quarantine. So I would say yes to quarantine, but maybe not medicate. Um, anytime, I mean, in an ideal world, anytime you got new fish, no matter where you got them from, you would put them in a separate aquarium and observe for maybe a month, right? So that's quarantine. You might not necessarily need to medicate unless you saw an actual issue, but I would definitely quarantine if possible. I realize not everyone has space. Some people live in a studio apartment in their, their 55 gallon aquarium. That's really all that they can fit in there. Like I, I get that there's realities to be dealt with, but anyone that can set up a, a separate aquarium for quarantine, that, which by the way, quarantine doesn't mean medication. Quarantine just means separate from everyone else for a period of time in the hopes that if there are issues, they develop and can be observed and treated before you add them to the other uh, stocks so that you don't introduce problems. So, yes, I, I mean, you don't have, lots of people don't, but it's always safer. I would, no matter, no matter how careful I am, and no matter how much I think fish are ready to go and prepped and healthy and good, they can always hide stuff from me. And occasionally they do. And I never want to be that guy that you get fish from and you put them in your aquarium and then everyone dies. Like, I, ugh, ugh. yeah. So if you can, please do quarantine. If you can't, though, I mean, you can only do what you can do. So I get that. Man, it sounds like they're tap dancing on the ceiling above me. Varanid guy, I've started using New Life Spectrum Hex Shield, okay, as part of my quarantine routine. The medication is for protozoans, and they have Epsom salt in there too, and it's made a good difference. All right, that's good to know. Hex Shield, so that's probably Metro, right, for Hexamida? Is that how you say that? The hole in the head causing, they think, maybe, 
organism or one of them. Um, what's the active ingredient in that Varana guy? Is it Metro or is it something else? But that is good to know. Michael Wentworth, breeding is pleasure. Agreed. Rockford Fishkeeping. I like to use just 14 days of Paraguard from Seachem. Yeah, yeah, sure. And why not? I mean, Paraguard is is very mild. Um, I feel like most of the external parasite medicines and things like that are uh, – are a lot more mild on our fish and our systems than antibiotics. Antibiotics you have to be pretty darn careful with. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be cavalier with anything, but antibiotics can be really, yeah, be an issue. What? Okay, I don't know why it's doing this again. Let's see if I can show you this. Oops, that didn't work. Um, but... See this right here? Chat is disconnected. Please wait while we try to reconnect to you. Unable to connect to chat. Please try again later. It did that last time as well. So I wonder if I'm missing a bunch of people's questions and comments. I'm sorry if I am, but it's literally... <laughs> YouTube's literally not connecting chat with me and it's not on my end. I mean, I'm, I'm positive about that. But let me try to refresh here real quick. Hopefully I don't lose everything, but the only thing I can think of is to refresh. And okay, I'm gonna pop chat back out again and see who I missed. Sorry about that. Um, this is a brand new thing YouTube has. This is a brand new live stream system. And they're kind of just threw it at us and said, this is the way you will do it now. And um, it's had some glitches. It's still so new that there's some glitches. Yep. Yeah, I definitely missed some stuff. If Man, if I missed your super chat or your comment, I'm so sorry. Annalie, if you super chatted and I missed it again, that would be three in a row. Then I don't know what to say except thank you and I'm sorry. <laughs> Petsonics, how was that? Wee! All right. Medina Aquatics Super Chat of 4.99. How's it going? Just chilling here. Just chilling, sticker. Going well. Doing really well. Kind of tired. Been pushing it pretty hard, but uh, but happy. Happy and excited. Another the Z, which quarries do you find to be the hardiest after C. Aeneas and Paleotis? Man, <laughs> you took them. Um, oh, geez. You know, it varies so much based on the supplier. It's hard to say. But let's say that let's say that you're getting them. Um if all things were equal, so it wasn't like you got three different ones and one came in sick and the others didn't have that sickness, so they obviously are hardier, right? All things being equal, if they're all healthy to start with. Um, the Elegans group has been very hardy for me, Corridor's Elegans. Julie Corys, Trifasciatus, have been pretty darn hardy for me. Yeah, I think I would go with Elegans. They, they were pretty rock solid when I kept those. 
That being said, I'm not an expert on Corey's. I mean, I've kept several and I've bred some of the stuff, but I'm not like, a, I'm not Ian Fuller. I'm not like, or Eric Bodrock, one of these like Corey geeks. Jeremy Morrell, thanks for the thorough answer. The fish I lost was the male from an imported Blue Paradise fish pair. Would nitrofurazone and canamycin kill plants in quarantine tank? Yes, they will kill plants. Yep. I mean, I, I've wiped out many a water sprite plant using antibiotics. Small fry aquatics. I asked this earlier. Sorry if I missed it. Chat kind of literally died on me. Um, could you talk about power outage and how you're set up? I was on a generator for four hours today, so maybe coach us a bit, please. So right now I'm in a precarious situation. I don't actually have a generator, but in the expansion, um, I've planned for that. So I'm having a generator uh, input wired to the building. So if that happened, then I'd be more prepared. Right now I have um, lost heat for I think two days. And this was when it was negative 30 degrees outside. And since this is a basement and so well insulated, the temperature only dropped to the low 70s. So I can go at least two, three days easy without power, without having an issue. Um, but yeah, I, that is one area that I'm vulnerable at and I, I, need to, I need to fix that, especially as I expand and take uh, funding from investors and things. Um, it's, it's pretty important. So the plan is to uh, fix that in the expansion for sure. But I'm not much of a coach because I'm, I'm not well set up for it because I don't have a generator yet. But that's really the only way for me with a large enough uh, operation like this, getting an air powered pump for every tank and, and all that or battery powered, sorry, battery powered pump for each individual tank and stuff, not really feasible. I need a generator and basically it needs to be strong enough to power air and heat. And that's, that's it. That's not a whole lot of power. So, um, yep. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not the good coach on that because I myself am not doing a good job of that right now. 44 Mad Guy Fish and More. Thanks for answering my questions. Great stream. Hey, thanks for asking them. I really appreciate it. Cat and Fish, 499. Keep it up. Keep it up. I will. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. Okay. Oh, chat did the jumpity jump. I'm going to do the drawing in just a second, but I've got a couple more to answer here. Pika 63, there you are. You seem to be answering all the questions. I've been following it all closely. Okay, good. Thank you. I was worried when chat froze there for me. I don't know how long it did that, and I don't know who I missed, but hope I got them all. Veranid guy, yes, the active ingredients are magnesium sulfate, um, IH, Imidazole ethanol? Mithyl and nitro. I don't know exactly what those chemical compounds are, but taken directly off the bottle. Cool. Cool. Well, I'm glad that you found something that's helpful. I mean, that's the name of the game. Captain Fish, can you sex me a pair of Pseudomugle Ivanstoffi? Yes, I can sex the Ivanstoffi. If you want a pair, then at checkout, just, or if, if, or if you get a group, if you want 
mixed sexes just leave a note at checkout and they're fairly easy to sex. So the Ivan stuff, I, I can sex. Yes. Love their blue eyes, strikingly gorgeous and even better in person. I mean, the picture I have does not do them any kind of justice. Okay, here we go. Let's do a drawing. We're kind of reaching the end here. Thanks to everyone that entered. Looks like we have 123 eligible entrants. So that's not bad. Um, before I do this, I just do want to say to anyone, if I missed your super chat, I'm so sorry. If I missed your question or comment, I'm so sorry. Chat was glitching again tonight. Um, that That is not on my end. It's literally like freezing on YouTube's end. And until I get to the bottom and see it, I don't know what's happened. And then I have to refresh. And when I refresh, I don't know what I lose because <laughs> it only lets me go so far up and anything above that's lost. So anyway, point is, I'm real sorry. It's never on purpose. And Anna Lee, if I missed you again, man, I just feel bad. Okay. Poor Anna Lee, twice in a row, I missed her super chat. So I don't think she's here tonight. So I probably didn't miss it. But on the replay, Anna Lee, sorry again. <laughs> here we go. Let's do this drawing. So Threadfin Thanksgiving. If you win, you will get thre six Threadfin rainbows shipped free on on December 9th because I don't want to do shipping during Black Friday. That's going to be that whole week after Black Friday is going to be crazy. Um, but here we go. Who won? And the winner is Big J's Fishkeeper. All right, Big J's Fishkeeper, if you are here, please let us know in the next minute or so and we'll get you set up. While we're waiting, um, for those that have just joined us, there's a massive sale at getgills.com, Black Friday, Cyber Monday sale. It's going to run through Cyber Monday, and um, it is almost it, most of the stuff at my store is 50% off. So Ivan Safi, $5.75. Electric Blue Jack Dempsey's, only $7.50. That's like wholesale. Um, turquoise rainbows, $6.50. You get the picture. The massive discounts through Black Friday. Not something I usually do, but um, testing it out, see how it goes, and kind of everyone else was doing it. So, <laughs> so I did too. All right. Big J's is here. All right. Big J's, if you would send me an email, dan at dansfish.com uh, by noon tomorrow would be great. Give me your first and last name and your address and say, yes, I won and I actually want them. Then I will send them to you on December 9th. I'll send them out. You'll get tracking and stuff once the, the postage is processed. And I hope you enjoy. Um, one of my favorite fish ever. Before we leave, I just want to thank my mods. As always, I so appreciate you. Um, everyone that gave a super chat, thank you. It's never required, of course, but it's always appreciated. And it truly does help out. Um, there have been a few months, I think I could survive without, without it, but there have been a few months where YouTube has been like the margin of error for us to make it to the next month without having to like fully panic and go into full lockdown. Um, you know, me starting to drive for Uber or whatever. So thank you. It's super helpful. Everyone that asked questions and commented and made this chat lively. Thank you. It would be so boring without you. All you lurkers, 
I'm like an OG lurker. I respect that. And everyone watching the replay, thank you for being here. Um, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. And oh, wait, Joe Coffee, do you still have any blue mangano? I do. I still got a lot of them. They're $2.50 right now. Here they are. I've got like 50 of them. Mangano for $2.50. If you ordered 25 of them, even with shipping, that would end up costing you $4 per fish shipped to your door. It's a pretty good deal. So anyone that likes Mangano, I've got a bunch. I'm trying to get rid of them. I did not order them. They sent them to me by mistake. And I'm not set up for Mabuna. So $2.50, I don't, I don't know how to go cheaper than that. So, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Have a great holiday. I'll see you next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Until then, I hope you have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.